Hey y'all, this is Carmen. Thank you for joining me again on my Let's Be Real podcast. And if you've listened the last several weeks, you know that I'm just having some real conversations with some of um, some special people in my life. And today is no different. And today I have with me one of my work sisters. Why don't you introduce yourself? Um, Debbie Daniel. Okay. And this is uh, Debbie. We we worked together for I don't know, maybe six, six, seven years. Yeah. So we've had a lot of time to spend together and interact with each other. And today's topic is just work work relationships because those are important. And as believers, we need to take our beliefs and it needs to transcend into our work life. And I feel like we we do that here. And it is a ministry here at, at Pregnancy Resource Center. But that doesn't mean that if you're working in a secular workplace, that's, it has to be any different. So we're going to just encourage those that are listening this morning on how to have a biblical work life and what that looks like. So, but before we get started with that, with that conversation, I want to play a little game. Okay. And it's called this or that. So I'm going to say two things and you tell me which you prefer. All right. Uh, dog or cat? Dog. Okay. But you have you have three cats at home, don't you? <laughs> but you prefer a dog. We won't tell your cats, will we? Okay. Um, Netflix or YouTube? Netflix. Okay. Phone call or text? Phone call. Toast or eggs? Eggs. <laughs> Cardio or weights? <laughs> um, Cardio. Okay. Facebook or Twitter? Facebook. Ice cream cone or snow cone? Ice cream cone. All right. While you're walking, would you prefer music or podcast if you had to listen to something? Probably music. Okay. And this is a silly one, but iOS or Android? Android. (laughs) All right. Well, so now we know Debbie a little bit better (laughs) um, and what she likes. So, all right, let's jump right in to the questions. There is some scripture that I think applies to our work life, um, and it's one that I like, and I'm going to read it to you, but it comes out of Colossians 3, um, and it's verse 23 and 24. Uh, It says, whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as working for the Lord, not for men, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. And so with that in mind, let's talk about um, our work relationship. And you do a really good job of, you know, whether it's new staff that's coming in or new volunteers that come through the door, you do a really good job of just embracing them and um, kind of taking them under your wing and showing them the ins and outs and the inner workings of, of Pregnancy Resource Center. And as the leader, at, you know, as the quote, balls around here, that means a lot to me because it takes some off of my plate. Um, and I don't feel like all that weight is on me to have to do that and show everybody around. And um, and you keep me on my toes too. But but you love everybody that comes through the door, um, even even the patients that we see. I know. And Debbie's a crier. So let's just, <laughs> let's just put that out there. And we're probably, and I cry too. If you listen to my episode, some of my episodes, I cry. Um, and that's okay. And 
that's one of the things I love about you too, is that you're, you're so real with your emotions and, um, that is communicated through your tears, whether they're happy or sad, or just that God's working in your life and you get emotional about that. Um, and so feel the freedom to cry and we have a whole box of Kleenex right, <laughs> right down here. So, but how do you, how do we, um, well, we've already kind of su- said how we know each other. Um, yeah. I started volunteering here and you had just come yeah. on staff here as yeah. client services director. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I interviewed with the previous client right. services director and then I came from my training and, and you were here. Yeah. I was like, whoa, we've got a change, <laughs> but it was a good change and we got to start together. Yeah. And I think that has kind of solidified our relationship moving forward. Yeah. And as our roles have changed, our mm-hmm. our relationship hasn't. We've had that foundation from the start of kind of feeling our way through this together. <laughs> yeah. um, good and the bad. We'll, we'll get to that here in a little yeah. bit. But um, So describe the work life that we've created here at, at Pregnancy Resource Center. Um. I just feel like it's our work life is very loving, like you said. Um, I don't know another word to describe it. It feels like home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is home. You know, it's and when we have a break, I'm always and I think you're the same yeah. way. We're yeah. always eager to get back to work. Yeah. It's not like oh, I got to go back to work. Right. <laughs> Yay, I get to go back to work. Yeah. You know, um, and as we sit down and interview. Um, volunteers and new staff that may come in that's working with you, we always make a point to say, we are protecting this place. Yeah, with, absolutely. We are an in- intentional about the unity that we have here and to protect that. And if that means going to someone and having a hard conversation, we give each other that freedom. We put um, our the, the offenses, all of that goes out the door because we're we're honest with each other. We know we love each other. And, you know, that, that's something that can be done in a, in a normal workplace, too, not just here in a ministry. Um, so, yeah, we have a very loving, it feels like home, everybody. We're all sisters, you know, yeah. and we call each other that. And um, it transcends outside of work because we, at, we bring all of our, our prayer needs to each other, personal and otherwise. And um, we laugh together and we kind of just do life together all the way around um okay so how do you see the other ladies um that you work with well like i said um it's family so i see them as sisters just Mm -hmm. like you said Mm -hmm. um i feel you know so blessed to to know them all and and they enrich my life yeah yeah um so what compels you to get up and come to work every morning um, I'm just honestly excited to see what God has in store for that day. And, um, it certainly doesn't hurt that I love, um, my work and yeah. what I get to do here. Um, and I work with some of the most amazing women. Mm-hmm. So tell us, tell me a little bit about what you're our client services director and tell me what that means. Like, what does your job look like? Um, well, I'm just over all of, um, client services, you know, everything that has to do with the client, um, whether it be, and on also volunteers and the 
parenting program. Um, so I'm the first contact that, that the clients have and, and I also counsel with them and um, just all that that entails. Right. Yeah. So we're going to, I hope y'all tune in for part two. We're going to do another um, episode with Debbie here in, a, you know, next week. But part of her story, she gets to tell that here at, at Pregnancy Center. And so she, she has a heart for what she does. Like it's not, like I said, it's not begrudging. You feel like God gives you opportunities every day to do, to share what he's done in your life. Yeah. And I feel like that may be part of the motivation too, is that, yay, I get to glorify God today Amen. because yeah. where he's brought me from to where I am now. Yes. Um, and that's cool to see. That's yeah. to kind of sit back and be a spectator of God using you is, is a blessing to me because I don't have that story. Um, but that he puts you right where you need to be right here. Um, to talk to every girl that comes through our doors. Um, it's pretty awesome. It is. It's a blessing. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so we've had, you know, we've been here seven years. We've I've been on staff for five. You've been on staff for seven. Um, and after I came on staff, we we faced and we want to protect. We want to protect everybody that was involved in that situation. So we're going to speak in general gen, generalities. Um. But we went through a pretty hard season as a staff, and it was uh, it was a refining process, I think. You and I were the only two left standing out, right. out of that, yes. that time, that season. Um, just kind of explain, again, just protecting everybody involved, kind of explain what that, what that was, and... We're on the other side of that. So yes, how, did, how did God you, how did God work through that, which looked like a really terrible time? How did God work through that? It, it really was um, a tough season. And um, you and I were actually in, the, in sharing an office. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that I feel like the devil was trying his best to, shake this place up and cause disruption and division and um and he did he did a lot of yeah right he caused a lot of problems and and um you know i feel like the spirit of this place was definitely disrupted Mm -hmm. and um but you know i praise god for you because you you taught me down (laughs) off the ledge a few times because i had you know there were times that i was ready to throw in the mm-hmm. towel because it was so hard but God had a different plan and he just helped us through That's it right, he did. you know I mean I could have very easily been out of here too mm-hmm. yeah um there was that protection over you uh you stood up for what was right and that could have gone in a whole nother direction <laughs> Absolutely. That, that God had his hand on you and, and the plan that he had prevailed. Praise, praise him for yeah. that. Um, and it, it was a time of, of like pressing, I think like almost like a wine press. Oh yeah. And when you work with people and there's stress, 
that comes up, you really get to see what's inside a person, the real person inside. And so that was a time of pressing for us. Um, And I think, again, that was another step in our work relationship that propelled us forward to get to a place of, this is not going to happen again. We're we're protecting this because the mission is so much bigger than than what goes on here between between the staff. You know, we have yeah. a bigger mission that Satan wants to just derail at every opportunity because we are here to promote life, to protect it, and he hates that. He hates it. Oh, he and yeah. and he hates us because we're made in the image of God. And um yeah, he and we we fasted and we prayed during that time and I remember the day where God brought the breakthrough. And and yes. now that is coming to my mind again. And, and it was you and I in that office. You know, just, it was a hallelujah moment. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> and we had to be discreet about yeah. that hallelujah moment. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I think we still have, we took a couple of selfies of, of just, <laughs> yay. <laughs> you know, yay. And God did that. Yes, that wasn't did. anything that we could have done. Absolutely. But. That day before that breakthrough, we were still in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. And then he brought, the, and so to me, that just shows his faithfulness of if another hard season comes, I know he's going to be faithful to bring another breakthrough. But we've got to be faithful in that process and depressing <laughs> and and to not resist it, you know. And there there was some days where we were resisting, but we had to. You know, he had to teach us a lot through that. Well, and he, he you know, he always proves that he makes good from mm-hmm. from everything, yeah. every situation, yeah. everything that we go through in mm-hmm. life. He, he can make good mm-hmm. from that. He does make right. good from that. And he certainly has in, you know, making you the director now. And, I mean, it's just wonderful yeah. what he's done in this yeah. place. And he, for me, he taught me a lot about, forgiveness during that season that and that was something because I had another season coming up that I had to intentionally forgive people had I not gone through that I might not have been able to to forgive and it was on a bigger scale so you know God uses each season even at work he uses those seasons and we shouldn't resist resist those which is hard to do really exactly Um, all right, so how do you honor and glorify God in the workplace? And this can be done whether it's in a ministry or in a secular setting. Because you've worked in secular, a very secular mm-hmm. industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and you won't, may want to talk about that. But how do you glorify God in the midst of whether you're surrounded by sisters or you're surrounded by people who don't even understand your, your relationship with God? How do you do that? Well, um, I have to say it's it's much easier to do it in this um, situation when I'm surrounded by other sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there is a lot more. Um, the, you know, I worked in the hair industry, so in a lot of hair salons, and so there's all types of different people. Um, I did. I felt like I did remain faithful to God um, during those times and 
you know, I had a lot against me. I was the goody goody, you mm-hmm. know, and, and got made fun of a lot yeah. for my faith. Um, but again, you just have to, God's got our back and you just stand, stand against that and, and try to love on people, even though they're hateful to you, right. you know, or don't right. like you mm-hmm. because of your faith. You know, Jesus had that. Yeah. People, a lot of people from the Bible, you know, we've always had persecution. We're going to have that as Christians. So we just have to do what we know is right. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, you know, I feel like I honor God and glorify Him by, by listening to Holy Spirit's leading every day um, through prayer every day mm-hmm. <clears throat> and laying down, you know, myself and allowing him to work through me. Um, and that's been a process of growing. You know, it's it just I've I feel myself and know that I've grown in that, you know, every day even. But when I worked in the the hair industry it was it was definitely harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well I think about um, you know, Jesus when he called his disciples and um, especially those that were fishermen, and he called them out to be fishers of men. He didn't say, come be fishers of a project or come be fishers of a task or um, to get your to-do list done. And and for me, I, I'm a very task-oriented person, um, and a lot of times I have to, I have to resist that because I, I'm here to not lead projects or to lead tasks. Yes, that's part of my job, but I'm also here to lead those who are who work with me, um, and to sit and have a conversation, and not worry about the to do list or I've got to get all this done before I leave the office today. Um, and for me, that's how I could glorify God is by just giving my sisters here the time that they need from me. Um, and I, I hope that I, I do that and I communicate that and and. It, it's not in my nature <laughs> to do that. And, and maybe I'm, uh, I maybe um, can kind of play that off a little bit. But in my mind, um, I always try and think, quit thinking about what you have to do. Think about the person sitting in front of you, what they're saying. Because they're coming to you because they trust you. They love you. Um, and, you know, just being real, that's something that I struggle with. You know that I have to keep. Not that it. That, not that I don't like it, but it's just my brain. I have to set it on the person, people. That's what is eternal. You know, is a person and a soul, Absolutely. and how you pour into them. Not my to do list. Not my task. Right. You know that can that can wait for another time. But what that person sitting in front of me is saying, because they came to me. <laughs> you know, my door is always open. They came to me. I need to really focus in and pay attention and actively listen and pray when when they ask me to pray for them and and that kind of thing so um all right so let's there's this stereotype right that women can't work together and get along you know being catty and and whatever um and gossips how do we rise above this how how is it something? Because it could sneak in, even in a ministry. We can it could sneak in, and that could be something that this enemy uses. How do we rise above that? Well, 
here, you know, we, we pray for each other mm-hmm. every day, and we don't allow any kind of gossip. Um, I think we we just know that up front, but um, ultimately, you know, gossip is a sin, and we, as um, Christ followers, do not want to... I mean, we sin, of course, but we don't want to walk in that. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that we just deliberately do not do uh, here. And working in the hair industry, I mean, that was whew, that was prevalent. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just the thing. Right. Whether it be clients or the coworkers, I mean, gossip was, and, and I hated that. Um, and this is the first group of women you know, that I've worked with that I don't have to worry about um, being talked about behind my Mm -hmm. back or being stabbed in the back because that's happened a lot of times in my life. Um, And that's, gosh, that's really a beautiful thing. Um, But, you know, I feel like we do our best to live like Jesus calls Mm -hmm. us to to live and, and we just choose not to gossip and and go you know into that so that's that's how we do it well it's hard to to talk about talk bad about somebody when you're praying for them when you're praying with them Mm -hmm. and when we gather around every morning and pray as a staff or we're sending out a text message please pray for for this situation right now it's really hard to then turn put the phone down and turn around and say something bad about the person that just texted you I mean, it just goes out of the character of, you know, a believer walking with God and goes against God's character, too. Um, and keeping prayer at the forefront of all that we do, I don't know, just dissolves anything else that would come that would come through as a caddy conversation or something like that, you know. Um, and for us as as directors of certain areas, you know, you have to have deal with volunteers. So that's something else that you have to keep in mind that we could squash it too. You know, know. if somebody, and, and I feel like we do that, you know, if somebody wants to come and gossip to us about somebody else, we're, it's our responsibility to yeah. squash it right then. Um, so if you're out there in a secular um, workplace and you're in a leadership role and somebody tries to come to you and talk to you about, another person squash it right then you know god's going to be honored in that um and your workplace is going to be a better situation walking into every day when that spirit of dissension and discontent is not just hanging over um hanging over all of that well we know you and i know firsthand what that's like you know being having that spirit mm-hmm. in here and how uncomfortable it is yeah. and how you, you did, we did come to a place where we didn't want to come to work. Mm-hmm. You know, there, right. I know there were days, so it's definitely so much better, mm-hmm. you know, when we don't have to worry about that yeah, and right. truly love the people that we work with. Mm-hmm. I mean, we truly do love each other. Yeah. So I don't have anything bad to say about my coworkers. Right. You know, right. granted, I know we probably rack each other's nerves sometimes, mm-hmm. but because we're around each other a lot, but we still love each yes. other. Right. You know, so you just put that on the 
back burner. Mm-hmm. Same as you do with your spouse, spouse or your children. Yeah. yeah. Right. So. Yeah, that's a good point. I worked in um, a secular workplace before. He, this Working here at PRC was an answer to a prayer and an answer uh, fulfilling of a desire for me to work in ministry full time. And I thought that was coming in a different way. And God just totally surprised me with that. Um, but working in a secular workplace with people who were believers, but yet that didn't translate to their work life. It is very frustrating. <laughs> There's a level of mistrust there. Like you can't, I don't want to, I don't want to tell people about what's going on in my personal life. Right. If I can't trust them mm-hmm. with things that are going on here at work. And so we don't have any of that here and it's intentional. It's a choice. You know, I have to, I have to choose every day I walk in here to pray for my sisters, to not gossip, to not, you know, to let the love be greater than whatever else is going on. Um, and as believers, that's what you have to choose that. And especially going into your work. Because as that verse in Colossians says, we're not working for anybody else but for the Lord. Um, and honoring Him in every decision, every word, every thought. <laughs> you know, every facial expression even. Um, we have to, we have to honor him. Um, and, and that was funny what you just did. Nobody can see your face, but <laughs> <laughs> Debbie's, Debbie has to. I'm the queen of facial expressions. <laughs> you have to, people have to remind me. That's funny. We, we love it. We don't take offense to it. Okay. As we finish up, as we're wrapping up this conversation about, um, honoring God at work, What's some parting words, um, encouragement that you want to give to those that are listening? Um, Just all glory and praise goes to the Lord. You know, I thank Him daily for the blessing of of being here and being able to do His work. Mm -hmm. It's such an honor. Yeah. And it's very humbling that He chose me Mm -hmm. to do this. Yeah, yeah. Well, and for me, um, you know, parting words that I want to give is that how you um, operate at work is a witness to what God's doing in your life. And if I'm, if I come into work and I'm, you know, short with everybody, if I'm demanding, if I am catty and gossip. But yet I turn around and say, God loves you. you do you want to come to church with me? Nobody, it's not going to, mm-hmm. it's not going to communicate the same thing. And nobody's going to, everybody's going to say, what she's talking about is not real in her life. Because my actions speak louder than my words. So really be, for me, coming in here is, and coming in, if, even if I had to quit today and go to another job, I hope that I can still walk into that place and be the witness that God's called me to be. Let my life be the testimony of what he's done in my life. And so that that may bring somebody else to Christ just because of how I operate at work. Yes. Um, And that's what I want to leave with you guys today. We want to encourage you. I hope this hasn't made you feel like... um, shameful of whatever job that you have or wherever that you work um we are uh 
what's the word? We're honored to come here every day, and we do not take it for granted um, that this is where we get to work, and we get paid to tell people about Jesus and <laughs> and to help see help see babies saved, and then we we get to to come and be with friends every you know six eight hours a day, and and that is a blessing. Um, so Debbie, thank you for having this conversation with me. And like I said, we're going to come back next week and Debbie's going to tell us a little bit more about her story, her personal testimony, um, which is very powerful. But let me pray as we end this episode. And um, yeah, just thank you for being with me today. Thank you for having me. All right, well, let's pray. Dear God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this time. I thank you for my friend, my sister, Debbie. I thank you and praise you that um, whatever it is you've called us to to work in, that you've also called us to be faithful in what you've taught us through our personal time of Bible study, and that you command us to let that come through our actions and our words. God, I pray that you would help those who are listening to remember that they work for you, not for their boss, whatever that boss may be like, that they don't work for their co-workers, that they work for you, and let that be what they focus on today as they're sitting at their desk or their computer or they're helping customers or um, clients or uh, are they, if they're driving a truck, whatever they're doing, I pray that they would um, do it to honor you ultimately and that that would be their focus. God, again, we love you. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for all that he has done for us on the cross. And I thank you that we get to boldly approach your throne of grace and bring all these requests and lay them at your feet. God, we love you. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, if you have enjoyed our conversation, if you've been encouraged, I ask that you please subscribe to this podcast. Uh, Leave me a rating if you want to. And join me again next week for part two of our conversation with Debbie. And uh, this has been Debbie and Carmen. And we want to just tell you to go be real. The world needs to see it.